0: Hello,
1: everybody. Oh,
0: boy. Are <laughs> there? Yes, you are. We do still seem like we're a long ways away. Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm
1: Layperson Lisa.
0: Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and person, Lisa, Lisa Show. Show. We are back to our normal roles now, which is good. We just finished the Litany of Humility. And I feel like I'm about a thousand miles away from the screen, Lisa. How about you?
1: I feel like I'm in a television studio.
0: Oh, very good. Yes, we are in uh, Studio de Kitchen of layperson <laughs> Lisa. So, welcome back. We are going to now do start, because I don't think we're going to get all the way through. Okay. With the Litany of Trust. Yes. So, Lisa's going to lead us as always, because she's the smart one of the group.
1: So, the Litany of Trust was written by the Sisters for Life, of Life, sorry. And in it, we ask Jesus to deliver us from the things that hold us bound, and we place our trust in his promises.
0: And so who is the author of The Living of Trust?
1: Sister Faustina Maria Pia.
0: But not the Sister Saint Faustina. Correct.
1: So this is uh, written a few
0: years ago. Oh, really? So this is relatively new then as well. Yeah, I would
1: say probably in the last five years.
0: So is this one that you pray?
1: I have prayed it, yes. Okay. I think I've prayed it like one Lent every day.
0: One Lent every day?
1: For a Lent, one year, oh, I prayed it every, every day. Oh,
0: very good. Yeah. I have to admit that this is not a prayer that I have made a lot of use of. So oh, okay. I'm looking forward to going deeper. We're going to slice this up into each uh, little section and talk about it. Yes. So let's roll. Here we go. Okay.
1: From the belief that I have to earn your love. Deliver Me, Jesus. So Deliver Me, Jesus is the response for the first um, section of the prayer.
0: So then we have to earn God's love. Yes. Any thoughts on that, Lisa?
1: I feel like um, maybe a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to be extra good so that I please God and He loves me.
0: The reality of it is is that God loves you, me, and Lisa, uh, no matter what we do. Right. And He longs to be in a more perfect relationship with us all of the time and it's sort of like I tell people at work sometimes when something when something has gone wrong I go look there's nothing you can do to make up for it there's nothing you can do to change it you just need to move forward and don't try to do extra because that might only create more problems yeah so we have to live in the present moment um, ask for God's forgiveness and then move on right we have to trust that that is exactly what he's doing forgiving us right
1: From the fear that I am unlovable deliver me Jesus
0: being unlovable who hasn't at some point maybe felt unlovable Mm -hmm.
1: yeah because of things we've done or um, like shame and guilt that we might have carried
0: I think sometimes we are looking for love in all the wrong places too Mm -hmm. and when we experience rejection as a result of that it might tend to make us feel unlovable but we have to remember um, that God knew us before we were born and that he is our most prized creation is humanity and it's easy to forget that you would think that if we are his most prized creation then he really does love us yep that we are lovable no matter what the world tells us right and a lot of times the world wants to tell us that you know the way we are or or how we act or how we dress or whatever it may be those sort of things make us unlovable or you have to look a certain way or dress a certain way to be right. And that is all surface stuff, right? God looks inside of who we are and who he created. And that's where we're lovable who we are. Mm -hmm. So what's next
1: from the false security that I have, what it takes, deliver me Jesus. This is this ties into the litany of humility that I can do it all myself.
0: Right, and we can't. Right. We can't, and I think when things are going well. We think that. We think that, and we start to act that way, and we take our eyes off Jesus, and just like Peter a few weeks ago, we begin to sink. Yep. And so we have to learn that all good things come from God. Right. He is the the first mover of everything good, and so anything that's grace-filled in our lives is a result of Him. Mm -hmm. And keep that in mind so that we don't get Like we can start handling everything on our own. Right. Because that's not going to happen successfully. Nope.
1: These are like all things that have tied into things we've talked about.
0: Well, it's amazing how these many prayers. um, So, I mean, because think about it the litany of humility. The the more humble we are, the more we need to to trust in God.
1: And yeah, right. Um, And rely on Him and live that out. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, what else do you have?
1: From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus.
0: More destitute. I
1: don't know. So, from the fear that trusting
0: you, well, I
1: don't understand that really.
0: Well, I think that oftentimes maybe what we'll think is that there's a lot that we have to give up. So, like in the um, the readings today for uh, an evening prayer, it talks about you cannot love both God and man. Okay. And so sometimes maybe there's this fear of, of us losing some of the worldly stuff we have if uh, we don't follow uh, Jesus. Okay. But that's what St. Clair did. She gave up everything, yeah. right, Yeah. to live a life of poverty. Yeah. Both in
1: well, a lot of um, religious who are in orders do that. They have that vow of poverty. Right. And sometimes, um, or many times, I've heard that they're like the most joyous people.
0: There you go. Joy yes. is a fruit of the Spirit.
1: Yeah. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus.
0: So has anybody ever doubted that or questioned that, hey, is, is, is this is this hope really real? Is, is God's promise really real? Is there eternal life? Mm. Do we ever have moments of doubt in, in that? Lisa?
1: Well, I like, uh, for a a while, I would often, when I would go to the Blessed Sacrament Chapel, I would often pray, um, help my unbelief. Right. Because that's right um, from, I forget, the centurion says that.
0: Centurion? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you're right, because so we all have doubts. Read it again. What does it say again?
1: From all suspicion of your words and promises.
0: So sometimes doubting, I, I would use that suspicion, maybe the word doubting um, everything, everything that Jesus is promising us. And then, you know, that's once again, that's where the devil operates at, yeah. right? And that, that fear, that doubt, that suspicion that, you know, this couldn't all possibly be true. You really need to enjoy life and everything the world has to offer right now. When in reality, like you said, uh, that sort of permanent disposition of joy is found in loving God. It's in giving up all the things of the world that we really begin to make room for all of the grace and the love that God wants to put into our life. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think, um, you know how they say only 30% of Catholics believe in the real presence? Right. So that could tie into that too. Oh, absolutely. You
0: know? No, you're right. That's a great point, Lisa, that there are so many people. So it's, it's very interesting because the efficaciousness or the power of the sacrament of the Eucharist, is dependent upon our belief that that is Jesus. Right. That who we are receiving. And so if we don't believe that, while that power is available to us uh, to transform us, it will not be made present in us if we don't believe.
1: Yeah, we won't get all those
0: graces. It gets to the case of like the disposition of the person who's receiving it. So if your disposition is not such that you really believe, then you're not going to feel the full effect of, of what you might otherwise. Yeah. That's a great point, Lisa. That's why she's late, personal.
1: <laughs> From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus.
0: Don't we all want to be independent, to feel like we can handle things on our own?
1: Yeah, it ties into that other one, like.
0: Exactly. You said. Yeah. Yeah, but but the the reality of it is is that. And it's a, sort of a control thing yeah that, that we in some way we have a false sense of security when it comes to controlling what's going on in our lives but I'm gonna tell you what when you've been diagnosed with cancer or, or, or you're hitting a head-on collision by a drunk driver and all the things that happen in life you begin to realize that you are not in control of anything we are in control of our free will yeah right um, but we should use our free will to choose God. Yes. Yes. And what's next?
1: From refusal from refusals and reluctances in accepting your will. Deliver me, Jesus. Oh,
0: I don't get that one, Lisa. I am constantly conforming myself to the will of God all the time. No. Oh that's problem. great. I just how do, do you everyth- do that? I just do everything he wants me to do where's confession. Oh. I reconciliation, anybody? <laughs> I need that. Um, why do you think that is that we do that? Because we want
1: to do things our way.
0: Right. Is that because we think it's better? Probably. Or we just want to have the sense that it's it's something. Control that we, and back to independent. Yeah,
1: these weave together just like the litany of humility ones that's, do. That's
0: who. So, see, Sister Faustina did a good job. Yeah. In writing this. Yep. So what's next? Are we still on the deliver me? We are. Okay.
1: From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus that's a
0: good one i never worry about the future oh
1: wow i wonder why you don't ever have to you don't ever pray this prayer
0: oh i know because <laughs> I, don't, don't I, don't, I, don't, I don't apply exactly <laughs> i am the model of perfection no I, I um it's kind of hard to not be worried about the future right. right but god does ask us to remain in the present because like we talked about yeah. the other week, we're worried about things that we don't know what the outcome is going to be or we start creating things in our head yeah. Um, about that situation uh, and there's, there's a lot of peace that comes along with not worrying about the future. Yeah Father,
1: Padre Pio said, pray hope and don't worry.
0: And something I think we as a society need to work on. Yeah, a lot. A lot, of, lot more prayer, a lot more hope and a lot less worry. Yeah. So what's next?
1: From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me Jesus.
0: So I see two things there. Okay. I see the resentment over things that have happened to us right. or that other people have done to us. Have done to, have, have done to yeah. us. And then what was the other thing? Resentment Resentment
1: or excessive preoccupation with the past, dwelling on something that
0: happened. Right, or we personally dwell on something that maybe we maybe we did,
1: and we feel like shame about.
0: And we don't, and then we even
1: though we maybe confessed
0: it, and we find ourselves we think we're unlovable because of that. We don't even love ourselves. And and right, in the Bible study last night, our Monday night Bible study at seven (laughs) o'clock on Zoom, I'll be there, and late Lisa occasionally makes a cameo appearance. Yes. Uh, to join us, we we talked about that idea of love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. Yeah. But that this idea of loving yourself, uh, it's not a conceited or prideful thing, but it's recognizing that you are, like we said at the beginning, a creation of God. Right. And, and We're love, in God's
1: image, though.
0: Right. And you can't yeah. give away what you don't have. So loving, uh, love of self, in, in, in that regard, is very important. Yes. So we're still in the deliver me Jesus. Yes. There's a lot of these... A lot of much delivery makes me want Jesus.
1: Okay. From restless self seeking in the present moment. Deliver me, Jesus. So is that like spotlight? Like, I want the spotlight on me type thing?
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. At first, it's kind of confusing using restless and self seeking together. Like maybe
1: trying to get ahead all the time?
0: Yeah, or like you said, wanting to be the center of attention. But self seeking is certainly the key thing there. To want to be noticed, ah, um, yes, or to be thanked, or whatever the case may be, um, and re- getting back again to recognizing that we're not the source of what we're doing, yeah, in the first place, which ties back into humility again.
1: Yep, sure does. From disbelieve, from disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. This is like the one we just did.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, I think a lot of times when things go wrong.
1: Oh, like, or, God doesn't love me. Right, right
0: or why, why am I having to suffer? Mm-hmm. And I love what Father Runner did at, um, he's the new priest at St. Joseph's. He, he talked about the fact that, you know, following Jesus is, is it's, it's not, we always want everything to go well. Ah, uh, yes, and so we have to carry our cross. Yeah, we have to carry our cross. And so sometimes there's going to be suffering and difficulty, and it's not because uh, God doesn't love us. Uh, in fact, God is present with us in those moments, and I think that comes in later in this prayer which we'll probably do next week.
1: Yes, we're almost done with the Deliver Me, Jesus. Okay. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, Deliver Me, Jesus.
0: Yeah, we always are afraid. A lot of people, I think, feel like if God's calling them to do something, that they're not equipped. But God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call. Yeah. And so we have to recognize that if we feel like God is moving us in a particular direction, to not allow fear to enter into that, but to but to ask for His grace. Hey, if You're calling me to do this, Lord, then You need to supply me with what I need. And I think people are very surprised, Lisa, um, at what they can do. You know, whether it's whenever we do retreats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do a talk. Right. And then like they
1: do like the like most awesomest talk.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they finally gave it up to God yeah, yeah. And, and let Him do it. Yeah. And the beauty about it is, is when we share our stories, that's where Jesus comes out. Yep. So how many more do we have left?
1: Uh, one, two, three. Okay. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus.
0: What do you think about that?
1: Well, Jesus, like God, gave us all a purpose. Right. So.
0: And sometimes we have to figure out what that. Sometimes purpose
1: is. it's hard to. See, yeah.
0: So to go just to the, 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 I guess the old Baltimore catechism, to know, love, and serve the Lord. Right. Is a very basic one. But I think oftentimes God will use us, but we don't think that we're usable. Mm. Sort of like not being lovable. Mm-hmm. What could God possibly do with me? Ah, uh, yeah. But God is using us in all kinds of ways. Um, and a lot of times we might not even know it. Some yeah, some,
1: yeah, and you might um, say something and not know that it meant something to somebody, but then they did something, like you start like a ripple effect.
0: Exactly, and so, I mean, good leads to more good, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we all have purpose and meaning, and if we're open to God's will and in terms of how we live out our lives, He's going to work through us a lot of times whether we know it or not.
1: Mm-hmm. From the fear... Of what love demands, deliver me,
0: Jesus. Yeah. So if we say yes to God and we live out a life of love, I think so. Was Jesus loved us so much that His sacrifice was dying on the cross? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is that same thing that that love, um, in its own oh, way, demands sacrifice. Okay. So like uh, fear of
1: sacrifice. Yeah. Is another yeah. way to say that. So,
0: okay. so, so love demands. Uh, sacrifice okay that's a you good know because authentic love is willing the good of the other for right. the other wanting nothing in return right so talk about sacrifice that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross he willed the good of all man for all eternity uh, uh, in exchange for his death mm-hmm. are there any and the last one is the last one
1: from discouragement deliver me Jesus <sighs>
0: It's so easy.
1: To get discouraged. It
0: really is. And, I, I, and a lot of And times, then
1: let that, like, just consume you. Like, exactly. Yeah. That
0: little seed gets planted. Yeah. It can grow quickly. Yeah, yeah. Things aren't going my way. Yeah.
1: Actually, St. Faustina, in her diary, she... Uh, well, Jesus said to her something about, um, don't ever uh, let discouragement get the best of you. Not in those words, of course, but... To that effect.
0: No, and, and I think I think we talked about this maybe the other day or in a Bible study or something, is you know, when something happens, give it to God, pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Yeah. Don't go back to the past, which right. is yeah, that's well, what scripture yeah, does. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it kind of ties all those things together. So any overall impressions from this first part of the litany of trust? No. No impressions? <clears> like well,
1: I mean, um, I feel like these are all things that affect us, so it's a good prayer to pray.
0: I think I think what it does too, Lisa, is it brings about awareness. So when we do the Litany of Humility or the Litany of Trust, it brings about an awareness in the many areas of our life that we really need to pay attention to, uh-huh. to where the devil is trying to enter in and separate us from God. And make no mistake about it. The evil one wants to separate us from God. He wants us to be discouraged. He wants us to worry about what we did in the past. Yeah, he
1: wants us to feel unloved, not worthy.
0: Right, he wants us to worry about what's going to happen in the future. All of these things that we are are listing are things... The devil's tricks. Right, that he uses to separate us from God. Yeah, good point. It is. Well, I guess that's all. We will finish up the litany of trust next week. Let me give you a little move ahead from there oh, well, okay. what we're going to do after that is we're going to do seven episodes a seven-part series <laughs> lisa on catholic social teaching so that's going to be very informative there's a lot there to learn and i think you'll you'll be amazed at the many different ways that the church um uh, goes about sharing um uh its teachings its teachings it's so I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We need a remote. Yeah, we don't
1: have a remote. Oh, your watch. You can't.